if we've been <laughs> in your dreams, please holler. Um, that would be really funny. Um, or maybe it's probably a nightmare. I know. I was like, or maybe they won't stop funny. talking. Yeah, I know. He's like, no shit. Yeah, they will not stay on topic. Yeah. <laughs> I was just getting more and more frustrated the more the dream went on. Like, oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Lisa. And this is There Are No Tangents. Feels like I seen this all in a dream. What's the purpose of a human being? Never mind me. I'm just lost in my thoughts. What's the topic? Ain't no topic. Keep it going, no, no, stop it. Don't get the picture, then we grab it. With no emotion, what's the lie? Not on the surface beyond that. Pull back the curtains, I'm on that. Once we take it there, ain't no going back. Don't be losing the topic, man. We gotta stay on track. Yeah, you so crazy, yeah, I know it. Tell me a story. Like a poet, yeah, like a poet. We getting lost in our thoughts. Welcome to the show. Emma and Lisa, they already on the road. Hi. <laughs> I immediately just reached for my water. You make me thirsty, Emma. You're already starting off with a bang. I love it. <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> Just kidding. And we're done. All right. Let's All right. Turn off the recording. That was awesome. We have completed our performance. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi. Love to go to completion. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in. Yeah. Sister. Hanging in there. It's Thursday. Um, Is it another lovely day there? Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah. This week's been just, I've been really thankful for the weather this week. Um, mm-hmm. cause, uh, while it might be a little dark and stormy on the inside, it has been beautiful. Um, here, yeah, it's going to be going to be awesome. So yeah. And I'm just looking out at the, is it pretty there? Pretty blue sky. Yeah. It's going to be warm again here today too. So I am grateful for that. And you know what? I have yet to be on a real walk since we have moved. I mean, we've gone for like a hike and the boys and I did a a very short walk one day, but I have not gotten out for a walk yet because I've either been unpacking or like doing stuff or been sick or, you know, so whenever we've had nice weather. So, um, maybe that's a a big deal for you. Um, as much as you typically walk. So yeah. Oh, I've been on a lot of walks, a lot of long, long, long walks. Like yesterday, my legs got sore. I'll still probably go on another one today. Um, if I have time, which I may not, cause I've got more things to work things and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, um, it, you know, this, but our listeners do not know how our mornings started off very much in tandem today. <laughs> yes, they did. Which was like really funny. So um, I'll just tell this story. So um, I woke up this morning and you know how you, you know, like you, you wake up, but you don't necessarily open your eyes. Like you just become conscious and you're just kind of lying there. And I immediately thought, um, I don't remember any of my dreams from last night, which is not necessarily atypical, but I had like a whole, you know, stream of consciousness. So it was like, I don't remember my dreams from last night. I'm not surprised we've eaten dinner late the last two or three nights. And, 
you know, typically when that happens, I don't remember my dreams because, you know, the whole like your body's digestible, like all the stuff, right? And then I thought, but I've had these, I think, lucid dreams lately. And I was thinking there have been three. Um, two, I don't remember what they were about, but one, I, I can't remember the whole thing, but it was about snakes. And I believe in the dream. <laughs> I was thinking it was scary. <laughs> what? I was thinking of a snake dream I told you about. That. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Different kind of snake dream, I think. Yeah, okay, I go forgot ahead. about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't wake up the same thing from my snake dream that you did. <laughs> But that was kind of the thing. So like, I think it was, I think in the dream, it I was frightened because I think they were like hiding and Scott was there and we moved something and the snakes were there. But I think the snakes were present in more than just like this one particular part of the dream. But the reason that I thought it was a lucid dream is because I did realize that I was dreaming when I was in the dream. Right. Um, but also I didn't actually wake up like, you know, how you'll wake up from a dream. Right. You know, and I didn't wake up from the dream. I woke up later Mm. and remembered, and it was very vivid. Right. Anyway, I was just kind of thinking about all of this stuff. Right. (laughs) When, when I woke up this morning And, uh, I woke up at like five 20 and, um, you know, I was thinking about this stuff. I was like, Oh, I guess I'll go ahead and wake up. So I grabbed my phone and I saw that I had a text from you and it was about a lucid dream. (laughs) It sure was. I know. It was literally like texting me as I was thinking about lucid dreams. It was like the same time. It was so funny. And so, um, anyway I don't if you want to share about your dream you're welcome to well it's funny because I almost want to go back and read what I said because now it's like doing that thing where I'm like what was the setting and what were the components and well I guess it's more of a question and I don't know if you want to speak to this and we want to get into this or if it's just Mm -hmm. like oh this was a funny synchronicity and we'll move on to some other topic because we've thought of so much we could talk about today but I guess just what I um my question was is that, was that a lucid dream? Like it felt different because mm-hmm. to your point, like it was like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it felt so real, but I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think this is real. Mm-hmm. But then when I actually like was fully conscious and awake, I was like, but, but that did happen. Right. Like I thought it did happen. So then I'm mm-hmm. like, well, maybe it wasn't a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I kind of confused myself, which I can do from time to time if I don't yeah. fully understand a concept. Right. Um, but it, it was a different type of feeling to the dream. So then I was like, or was it just a daydream, like a deep daydream or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but why would the setting yeah. have been what it was? Like, anyway, it was just really interesting, you know, and it involved you and um, another friend and um, just like, think this happened right I don't I don't know um yeah but it like could have happened it wasn't like something that totally couldn't have happened 
Yeah. Cause some dreams are so crazy. It's like, they could never, I had a dream one time about like being in the grocery store and Dan Levy was there but, oh. and we're going to the same wedding or it was like something crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that the one that I remember. Cause I was like, that would have been awesome if it happened in real life, but it's so, yeah, yeah some dreams are so far or like the components are just so weird and unrealistic or whatever, but yeah, some dreams can, it's like, that could really happen. That's not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, do you want to, do you want to share anything that you know about lucid dreams or do we want to put a pin in that and like do more research and, um, but more research is definitely required, but I do know that the basic like Google definition of a lucid dream is when you're in the dream, you know, that it's a dream. So you're, it's like, you're fully immersed in that dream world, but you also are consciously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird consciousness while you're sleeping kind of, it's like, you, you know, that it's a dream as it's happening. Um, and I believe allegedly you could also theoretically control the dream. Oh, that's cool. But I don't know, like if that requires, again, like a, a definitely like a higher level of consciousness of what's happening to actually control it. I'm not sure if I've ever had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, have I ever told you about this dream? This is, okay. So probably three years ago, I was very interested in dreams um, because I had realized I have not remembered any of my dreams for like a long time and tying into what I was thinking this morning, I realized that, gosh, we're eating dinner late and we are going to bed pretty soon after eating dinner. And, you know, I have read that peppermint tea can help with digestion. And so like I had started drinking peppermint tea before bed and I don't know if it was just like a placebo effect, basically, I don't know, but after that, I started remembering my dreams more. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I had, you know, more than one, but this particular one dream that led me to be interested in lucid dreaming was about you or you were in it. Um, and I can still vividly remember it was something was happening. I think it was tied to mops, which was this mom's group that we were in. And that's how we met as we have discussed on this podcast. But I can remember it was like an event, maybe like a mops event or something like that. And it was supposed to be at your house. Okay. Or it was at your house, but it's not your house in real life. It was more like maybe one of the like Victorian houses downtown in Danville, you know, where I used to live, where you live or something like that. It was like an old, like historic kind of house, but it reminded me of a funeral home inside. Mm. And I remember all these women being there and it was very interesting. And I can still vividly, but without the ability to articulate the details, you know, um, I can just remember that. And I remember it being really powerful because of the fact that while I was dreaming, I knew that I was dreaming, but I was so, it felt so real. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I knew the term lucid dreaming before that. I think I did some research to understand what that experience was. And that's how I learned about lucid dreaming. 
and became more interested in dreams after that. But, you know, as I do, I kind of moved on to other things. So I'm by no means an expert. I don't know if there are more clinical definitions of what lucid dreaming mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, maybe that's something we can continue to explore and look into mm-hmm. a little bit more. Cause you know, I was telling you, I was listening just to a little bit of this podcast with this person who researches like, uh, lucid dreaming and is a professor and I didn't get very far into it, but it was mentioned. He mentioned something like, you know, there are ideas of what people think lucid dreaming is. And then there's like what it really is and what the science says. And so I didn't even get into all of that or like, in I guess they were going to discuss myths and things. So mm-hmm. anyway, maybe we could like, I don't know if we keep probing around. Um, yeah. We could share that podcast with me. We could put it in the show notes too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Can, yeah. I, I don't I would, even know if it's a good yeah. one. I just sure. randomly stumbled upon it and yeah. Cause I mean, that makes me curious if like, if you just Google lucid dreaming, if mm-hmm. those definitions don't match up with what this researcher says, I would be very curious about that. But because, um, that was all on my mind this morning, uh, you know, after we had kind of exchanged, like, cause we love synchronicities. Right. So of course I had to tell you, I was literally just thinking about lucid dreaming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I like, if I looked up, you know, dreams about snakes, I wonder what those interpretations would be. And of course, there are a variety of different things that dreams about snakes can mean. And there are cultural implications too. For some cultures, a dream about a snake could be like a really positive thing or whatever. And it kind of hit me because I have shared with you before that I, like, I love symbolism. But I haven't quite been able to reconcile symbolism with actual dreams. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, so this morning I had the realization of what I don't understand. And like, I was able to like put some language to it for myself. So I studied literature for my degree. So for three years, all I did in school, in college, you know, was sit around in a circle and discuss symbolism, basically analysis, interpretation. That's what we did. And you can know that something is a symbol and what that symbolism is, right? Mm -hmm. However, if you're dreaming, let's say you dream about a snake, Uh, a snake can have like Yeah, it it can represent sexuality and things like that. But what if you have never, ever heard that a snake can represent sexuality? What if you do not know that? Yep. Is it possible for the snake to represent sexuality in your dream? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. Um, that's really tough. And like, even to that, okay. And then taking it even like, I don't know if it would be called a step further, but whatever, like, all right, let's say you discover that a snake can represent sexuality. Well, it, it, it also doesn't just have one meaning like, oh, yeah. therefore 
it represents sexuality in this way. And this is what it means for your life. It's not like a, some sort of a premonition or some sort of a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, okay, so if it could, if it could represent this and if it could represent this and if it could represent this and all these different things, let me just like tinker around with like, what am I dealing? Cause like, I'll just say for like, for my snake dream, um, God. And I hate snakes. Like I absolutely hate snakes. So this was yeah. like terrifying, but it was like, um, it's just, it, it was just, I definitely think it had something to do. With We're going to make a reel and play that song. Put that, uh, put that audio to it. Of course I have to make myself <laughs> laugh. Like I'm like this horrifying dream. And then I was like, Oh, isn't that funny? Like, and that's first thing like baby got back. <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> God, it's this whole thing. So anyway, but yeah, like I, that's how I, I guess that was sort of the way that I chose to interpret that based on mm-hmm. just a lot of the stuff I'd been processing in real life, right? Yeah. Like sexual blind spot stuff. Right. Yeah. But maybe that's not really what it meant, you know, cause it, like to your point, I mean, they, it could represent different things. So yeah. Right. And so, and I, I think that's, I, I guess what I'm actually saying is at some point I would like to get back to learning more about dreaming from like a scientific research, because I have, I remember listening to podcast. I I remember listening to a podcast, um, with a researcher from a university. I I think it was different Prob maybe it was different from the one you were listening to today, or maybe not, because I don't think it was about consciousness and stuff. I think he, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I would have to go back and see if I could find it. But I remember it being very interesting. Of course, I have no memory retention, so I don't remember what he said, but I'm not sure if a symbolic interpretation of a dream matches up with the scientific research. Hmm that people I'm not, that's literally, I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah. 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 Me either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's dreams are just, that's another topic again, that I've just been like, wow, this is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I would love to, but it just feels like it just keeps expanding and growing Mm -hmm. and it would just take so long. And you know, kind of how I feel about like astrology or I have gone further into human design, but even to that, you know, it's just like really, really cool. And so, um, we'll have to, we'll have to explore that a little more on our own perhaps. Yeah. I mean, obviously if anyone listening or watching happens to know a lot about dreams, especially the scientific side, uh, I mean, any side is fine. Lucid dreaming interpretations, symbolism, scientific research. Mm -hmm. We would like to know who you are. Please reach out, uh, again, email or DM. And yeah, we would, um, that would be so cool to like have somebody on that could kind of lead us through that, teach us and teach the listeners a little bit. And that'd be neat. Well, here's something that has been on my mind (laughs) and, um, this definitely relates to my introversion and how, you know, that shows up for me. Um, so we have moved into this neighborhood that is, um, it's, it's small. It's just one street. We do not have any neighbors on this side. Mm. Our neighbors down the other side of the street, we now have neighbors immediately next door. Mm-hmm. And there are some houses this way. Okay. So just 
FYI for everyone. The lots are very small. I can look my neighbor's house, you know, it's like right here. Mm-hmm. And f- for the most part, this is all fine. It's not necessarily a big deal. However, I can even feel like my chest tightening up a little bit as I'm talking about this. Oh, that's um, so interesting. And I'll, I want to, I'll just interject this super fast is mm-hmm. like, it's fascinating to think about like where we live, uh, we lived in, you lived in Kentucky. Now you're in Asheville, which is, you know, a step up as far as cities go, like <laughs> in a lot of ways, Yes. But, but I'm thinking of people who live in more crowded cities. And it's like, you know, there it's so interesting. The perspective is what I'm getting at. And people who would live in like, you know, high rises and um, like these, like apart, like compact areas yeah, and right. like all of these sorts of things. And like, you know, hearing about like a lot size and like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even have anything close to you. Anyway, it's just so fascinating. So I'm curious, like, yeah. You know, folks who don't live in like a house with a yard, for instance. Yeah. yeah. What's their Absolutely. perception of like space? Or is it not as much of a thing? Is it more of a thing because of where we lived and how we get spoiled? Okay. We don't have to go down that route. No, go but the, the, that but. that's all on my mind because I was thinking this morning too, like I lived in DC. I lived in the middle of DC. I lived in uh, it was an renovated house and I don't even remember how many apartments were in it. Uh, maybe it was just like upstairs and downstairs or something. I don't even remember, but I didn't have a yard. You walked out and you were on the sidewalk and it was like row house, row house, row house. I mean, it was, there, there was no space. I had no personal space there. Before that, I lived uh, just outside of DC, same thing. It was like a, you know, historic house that was converted into apartments. I didn't have any space, rode the crowded Metro to work cramped in like, and I was comfortable. I was fine. In fact, though, here's the thing. I think because it's so many people, it's like, you can kind of hide. Yeah. However, this is like, there's the illusion of space. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I can, I can look right out and I can see if my neighbor is walking into his house and I can look next door and see if they're outside in the backyard, which there is like a small fence, but like, so I have, a, there are a lot of things here that I could talk about. One, one is around getting back to like the introvert thing, mm-hmm. the w- expectations. If mm. I walk outside and I see you in your yard, am I obligated to talk to you just because <laughs> you're there and I'm there? Yeah. Um, well, that's you don't feel obligated to pass by somebody in the grocery store and talk to them. Right. Yeah. I, oh man, I absolutely right? relate to this because, um, this happened to me, like a very clear example yesterday, you know, our neighbor over here, she has been, I don't know exactly what's happened because I haven't like inquired enough because I've been a little cocooning uh, <laughs> this past week. And she was taking her like back and forth on the sidewalk right here, right in front of my house, you know? And so I wanted to go out for a walk and there are certain days where I'm like, you know, 
if I were to see her out doing that, I would just like pop out. And if I pass her, how are you? Like, oh, what's that? What's, what are you wearing there? Did you, you know, and I might in, engage. Whereas yesterday I was like, oh, I see her. Okay. I'm going to wait till she gets down to the stop sign down here. And then I'm going to go that way. Like, so yeah, mine kind of in general, I'm going to want to avoid people, but it kind of can be based on my mood and how much yeah. speaking of space, how much internal space and capacity I have that day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I definitely relate to the, yeah, yeah. just like what is proper? <laughs> yeah. I- and it's like avoiding awkwardness. That's kind of part of it. Like kind of getting to your point about like, cause I will do the same. I, you know, in our old neighborhood, I saw somebody coming this way. I'd go the other way. So we didn't have to cross paths, especially cause there, you know, I was on a loop. So like, if you're going like, then you're going to see the same person multiple times. And then you got to like, Hey, again, like it's so (laughs) weird and awkward. It's like stupid, you know, but then it's like that whole concept of being neighborly. If you don't speak, you're going to be perceived as rude where for me, it's like, I'm not being rude. I just don't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want (laughs) to talk. You know what I mean? What else I'm thinking of is like, I wonder if this is and I don't know this, we would have to ask other people of different, like, um, Enneagram dominant instincts and things like that, Mm. but like the social instinct dominance, it's just so front and center. And it's so like, I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I can't not be aware of that realm. Right. And there are people out there remarkably, I can't imagine there are people out there who would never even consider it. They would not think those steps ahead. Oh, there is this person. Oh, I'm going to encounter this person. Oh, what am I going to have to do when I encounter this person? Then how am I going to feel after the encounter? Yes. Yes. I I know I'm thinking of a person clearly in my mind who uh, fits that bill um, that doesn't think those things. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's mind boggling for sure. Yeah. It's very mind boggling, but I mean, the real, the impact Mm -hmm. to like what I'm describing with this neighborhood, it's like, it's small. So there aren't that many people mm-hmm. and we're kind of close together and I feel, um, on display, which makes me deeply, deeply uncomfortable because I can be outgoing and I can be very open, but I want to have the option of privacy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm making this sound far worse than it is. It's not like I have people lined up, like staring in my windows. (laughs) That's not happening. I realize I'm not really under a microscope. I live there. That's what I would be doing. (laughs) That would be top of list for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think you would be inside. I would definitely be inside. (laughs) All the way inside. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes I'm sorry I have to I'm I'm happy yeah I think you're I think you're brightening my day I think this is good it's it's not the first time you've said that to me Emma I know I know I say that often okay um (laughs) all right go on with people yeah it's not like people are lining up right it's hmm. like I the way I'm describing it is making it sound far worse than it really is but it's my it's my feeling about it I feel, but what I have thought is like, first of all, you know, I know I'll get used to it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just because it's kind of new and then getting comfortable 
with, how can I articulate this? Getting, just getting more comfortable with the fact that I may have to speak to someone, even if I'm not really prepared to speak to them Mm -hmm. and being comfortable. If I only feel like saying hi, that's all I say. And it's okay. And I, you know, I don't have to care how they interpret that if they're expecting me to say more and also realizing probably nobody else has any expectations. I'm just putting this all on myself. Yeah, exactly. And there's that, you know, that phrase that like, um, what other people think about you is really none of your business. I struggle with that concept Mm -hmm. immensely. I'm like, um, it feels like it's my business. I would really like to know. And if they're not going to be open and communicate that to me, I'm going to go ahead and try to mind read and figure out what this is. I've also discovered I can't mind read, which is really devastating. Um, It is very devastating. It's a blow to the ego. I was sure that was one of my superpowers. Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering if that is something I would choose. We don't have to get off on superpowers, but you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about different things. Like what would I choose for my superpower? So yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, um, but it's like, but yeah, like this concept of space and how much space do we really need? And how much of that is like, I'm thinking in terms of, oh, I'm thinking in a lot of terms, actually, I was going to say physical space, but also is it kind of a construct mm-hmm. a little bit? Yeah. You want, you want to say more about that or I'm trying to figure out if I can. I'm not sure. It feels too nebulous at the moment. I think I need to Mm -hmm. think about that a little bit more. But, you know, can I like create my own bubble somehow that feels safer, Hmm. even though I'm not actually physically changing anything? Mm -hmm. And what would that feel like and look like? And what does that even mean? I I don't know. Like, I I don't even know exactly what I mean by that, but. Yeah, I guess, I think I'm just like thinking like boundaries, boundaries around things, like, you know, and I've said before, like, I feel like my boundaries out here can be kind of like loose and diffuse. And I, I've, I guess kind of likened that more to the social instinct, actually, just like Mm -hmm. the awareness factor of like, it feels like because I'm so aware of that as like a social six, you as well, obviously, like it feels like an intrusion, (laughs) like it's all, people Mm -hmm. are always in my space. So therefore Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if on some level to combat that, I have like, say, maybe put a lot of boundary or mm-hmm. giving myself space around like my, my heart or, um, you know, different things like that. Like, okay, fine. Like if all these people have to be here, but then I like, but they can't all be here. So mm-hmm. I have to like guard here. So I don't know, just thinking about, um, all of that. And like, as you talk about, you know, physical space, um, and so then I think like, okay, but yeah, like you know, kind of in a therapeutic or coaching sense or something like that, like holding space, you hear that concept all of the time. And what Mm -hmm. does that mean? Or safe space, safe space. Mm -hmm. How do you cultivate that? Like, can you cultivate that? Is it, what is that about? Like, that feels like we could definitely get into that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this could be really big, probably multiple episodes. mm Mm-hmm. Because now I'm definitely going down that path too of like safe space. And what does that feel like? It feels like absolute relaxation and completely 
there's no like self-consciousness and it's just like, you're the actual, you're actually the only person like that would be a great coach who could make you feel that way. Like, not that they're not, not that you're the only person and they're not present, but like, it feels so like, is it goes back to maybe that concept of like being held or something mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm, like it's just that, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah. Like a, a warm hug. Oh yeah. That makes me kind of emotional. Think. Yeah. I've, I've really been thinking a lot about this lately. So, um, yeah, we'll have to get into that. Maybe I'm not yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I feel like, um, we could go a lot of directions and spend a lot of time with this topic. So maybe we will get into that in the, in the near future. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting social experiment for me. Let me put it in those terms, a very interesting social experiment. And what can I learn about myself even? And what can I learn about, you know, what it means to get comfortable with being uncomfortable (laughs) and things like that. Absolutely. I know. And yeah, how much, um, how much will you settle in, so to speak, or how much will you adapt or how dependent is it on, I don't know, just like there's so many factors involved and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is, it's super, super interesting to me. And, I agree. Like it, it definitely pulls my mind to want to talk about like introversion and extroversion and all those, sorts yes. of things, which we have discussed before, but sure. like, um, yeah, it does. It feels like a really big concept, this idea yeah. of like space. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's, um, let's note that down. Let's put that on our list. Okay. We'll get into this more later because I think it's a big deal for both of us. How does that feel, Emma? Feels amazing. Okay. <laughs> so to make sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know you always like think about my pleasure and how I feel, which is <laughs> right. you, you always make me feel coveted, Lisa. <laughs> Highly adored. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, we've had some interesting things come up today, so we'll have plenty more to explore. And again, we need to know about your dreams. Oh, also if you've had any like really crazy or interesting dreams or like whatever. Yeah. You can share. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to share your dreams. Although I have, especially if they were about us, just, yeah. 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 If we've, if we've been (laughs) in your dreams, please holler. Um, that would be really funny. Um, or maybe probably a nightmare. I know. I was like, they won't stop talking. Yeah. I know. No shit. Yeah. They will not stay on topic. I was just getting more and more frustrated the more the dream went on. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So um yeah, we'd like to hear that. We we'd love to hear from our listeners for sure. So we're gonna, you know, we've been a little sporadic with like the recording and things like that. Where I mean we're trying to keep it consistent as much as we can, but at least we have a fresh episode to put out this week. And that yeah, is, that's right. That feels Absolutely. really good. Yeah, yeah, it does. I know it helps with when the kids are in school. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll get it together. All right. Well, this was great. Great little chat. Thanks for being here. Yes. Same to you. Okay. Thank you for making this a safe space. Oh, you too. Um, All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for hanging with us through today's tangents. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again soon, but meanwhile, you can follow along with us on Instagram at NoTangents. We would love it if you would subscribe and maybe even consider leaving us a review, a highly complimentary one. Keep it going, no, don't stop it. Don't get the picture, then we crap it. With no emotion, what's the lie? We just lost in our thoughts.